Aloha. This is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title, Double Dip. <laughs> now, for some of us, we might be thinking of uh, like an ice cream or double dipping in a chip bowl at a football game or, you know, double dipping or are you double dipping? You know, so many different uh, ways and, and, and facets in life we might be looking out and be like double dip, you know. Well, well, this, you know, or you know, you might need to, you know, in a in a tick bath or a flea bath, you double dip the dog, or you know, whatever it may be, double dip ice cream, double dip it in that fudge, that chocolate, that uh, caramel, that whatever it is. I like the butterscotch, but anyway, looking at that and saying, well, well, it might come to mind is what's double dip, but maybe God has something different in mind, and maybe there is an utterance there, and not all the time when we hear God's word. Are, are we getting a prophetic utterance? Is God, is prophecy coming through? Is prophecy speaking to us? Yes, prophecy could be coming through. And sometimes it's a, it's a message and a story that can give you the word that you need to, to give you answers, to get your gears turning so that you can do that thing you need to do, so that you can take that step in life. So it can build your faith, the faith that is a bridge that takes you where you're at right now in life to where you need to be. And, and we can take that and look at everyone else, everyone else that's out there that's in need, and it could overflow into their lives. And God is glorified through it. So it's very wonderful that the Word of God has so much in it. There's so much there. The love story is there. The action film is there. Yeah. The drama is there. The comedy is there. The saga is there. It's all in God's Word. He has everything there that we need to step into the fullness of who He says we are. And as we look into this story, I, I pray that you're blessed by it. There's, there's times where we're given instruction. And like we're saying, not all the times is a message going to be, you know, something that you need, uh, uh, something where it's like directly speaking to you, telling you. But it is every story that you hear, every message that you hear, every scripture that you read, you could you could you could take it in the context. You must take it in the context of what what the what is being spoken and who it's being spoken to in the context of, of where it's being spoken, and you know all those things. You know, and and then you can take it and the application of it is where can I apply this in my life, or or where, where can I take this and use this to be a blessing to someone else? Where can I take these words of encouragement and take them? And, and use them to fulfill life for not just me but maybe everyone around me and God can use you and God can be glorified through your life by you getting plugged into the Word of God and fervent prayer praying you know all of us we can't say that we're just perfect Christians we can't say that we articulate ourselves just just magically impressive, you know, like this thing, magically delicious, you know. I mean, you know, there, there's things in there and there's times where, man, we just need layman terms. You know, some of us can be just so academically impressive that we would shake the walls off of any building, you know. And then, and then some of us just got the street smarts that would just sweep that person all over the globe, 
you know and, and we're not saying we're at a battle of, of of this and that it's just there's people who fit into different gaps and grooves and crevices that way we can reach everyone and God can you know use these people in so many different ways and we can be blessed through that and we just come together you know that song how true it would be if that if the world would be like that is you know uh, it's, it's like um, how's that song go it's like uh, you know um no more uh you know that i'm sorry i'm, I'm kind of missing the bus on that it's kind of like uh um no more war you know and the world would be as one yeah yeah you know the song is so so sorry i kind of missed the bus on that but it's like and the world would be as one no thought confusion you know the, no this no no uh possessions and all this and and that we that the and the and the key to that is like the world would be one wouldn't it be nice if we can come together one body one mind one church looking to one god and the world would be as one we would live as one we got so much stuff trying to separate us and all of us going over to our groups and and different things and our cliques and clickety clacking everywhere and everyone's just doing this and we end up in this big bubble of hate you know and, and we missed the bus like I did kind of trying to remember that song you know imagine there's no heaven yeah you know so imagine Imagine the world being as one. Imagine that. Imagine God coming to you right in your situation and breathing into your life yet once more. Yeah. And all the seed and the things that He knew before He formed you in the womb that He knew you and He consecrated you to Himself. All the things that He did and He got you all set up and all He needs to do is water you. And that, and that thing inside you, that idea, the things maybe you've already started, but they still need water. Maybe you haven't hit the mark where you need to be. Maybe you're not as prosperous as you need to be. Maybe you're not, you know, as healthy as you need to be. Maybe you're not where you need to be. <laughs> maybe you're not in your head where you need to be. Maybe you need encouragement. Maybe you're just down. Maybe you're right where you need to be, but you're just down. It's like, whoa, things are just tough. You know, there's people that actually are making it okay. Maybe you're just dealing with it. Maybe it's just like you're embracing the suck and life is just, okay, I'll make do. And and that's probably where we should be at. Health, you know, to be healthy is to be like, okay, let me embrace the suck. You know, life is going to suck sometimes. Pardon the terminology, but life is not always going to be perfect. You know, and, and, and you know, not everything's always going to work out. Okay, so we all have heard that before, but let's just say it. It don't matter how impressive that we are you know you know mathematically theologically you know however academically impressive we are like we said before no matter how many degrees that we have more than a thermometer yeah we could just look at that and see that you know maybe 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 God's trying to tell us something right where we're at just simple like that that God can move God can move and that word could be spoken to us, just layman terms. Wow, okay, if we could just be one, yeah? And so, if we could just hear God's word, because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And it, like I say, it doesn't have to always be about us, but sometimes we need a word so that we can take that next step in life. 
and like you might be on that plane, but you just need some encouragement. Let this be the breakthrough that you need. And, and looking here in 2 Kings, and I'm looking in 2 Kings uh, chapter 5, okay? Uh, now, Nahum, the captain of an army of the king of Aram, was a great man with his master and highly respected because by him the Lord had given victory to Aram. The man who was also a valiant warrior, but the thing is, he was a leper. Now the Armenians had gone out of the, of the bands and had taken captive a little girl from the land of Israel, and she waited on Nahum's wife. Uh, she was her, you know, mistress. And she says to her, I wish my master were here with the, uh, with the prophet who was here, who was who was in Samaria. Then he would come and cure him of his leprosy. Nahum went to, went and told his master, saying, Thus, and thus spoke the girl who is, you know, from the land of Israel. And then the king of Aram said, Go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver. <laughs> he really uh, packed for purpose, yeah. Ten talents of silver and uh, you know, 10 talons of silver and 6,000 shekels of gold and then 10 changes of clothes. Yeah, he was he was on a purpose trip, yeah. And, and so then he brought the letter to the king of Israel saying, and now this is the letter that comes to you. Behold, I have uh, sent Nahum, my servant, to you that you may cure him of his leprosy. It's like, can you imagine? So the king is getting this letter sent to him. The king, the king of Israel read the letter and he tore his clothes. You know, he's just so salty about that. You know, he's like, I am I God to, to kill and make alive that this man is, is sending word uh, to me to cure a man of leprosy. But consider now and, and, and see how he is seeking a quarrel against me. He's like, are you guys up to something? Like, why would you send a dude? Do you think I can heal people? You think I'm God? Can you imagine? You get in a letter, it's like, hey, you're supposed to heal Reverend Enoch, you know, and, and, and you know, you're going to heal him of all of his stuff, you know, whatever's going on in his life. You're going to touch his situation. You know, it's like, how am I going to, you know, you're going to bring life back to his grandma, all this stuff. Like, seriously, you're going to be like, what? So, I mean, it's way more deeper than that because it's like, this is a king, you know, of course, he's not one of us. But so, so there it goes, you know, it's like, wow, you know, and, you know, it's, <laughs> and it happened when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that, uh, that the king had torn his clothes, which is like a serious matter. And then he sent word to the king saying, why have you torn your clothes? Now let him come to me that he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Nahum uh, it came with his horses and his chariots and stood at the doorway of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger, messenger to him saying, he sent, okay, he sends a messenger. He tells him to come to him and, and then he sends him a messenger saying, go and wash yourself in the Jordan seven times and your flesh will be restored to you and you will be clean. So he sends a messenger. Isn't that, that's quite quite odd right there you know so it's like if you're watching this action film or this drama here you'd see that you'd be like okay you know can you imagine here you are your name and, and you'd be furious you'd be like but he's furious and he went away and said behold I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of his Lord and God and wave his hand over the place and cure the leper 
I thought he would come over here and pray for me. Like, I mean, you sent a messenger to go tell me to dip myself in the Jordan? I mean, are not the, the rivers of Damascus better than the, the waters of Israel? I mean, you're telling me to go in the Jordan and I'm over here. Like, where I'm from? You know, I could have just dipped myself at home. You just could have told me that, yeah? Well, you're telling me which the waters are cleaner than the Jordan. You could, couldn't I wash over there and be clean? <laughs> you know, can you imagine? And so he turned away with rage, you know, so he just walks away with rage. And this is how we do. That's why this message, when we look at the context of where it's at right now, and then, and then we look at, wow, how, how could we apply this to our lives or someone around us, you know? And, and then his servants came to him and spoke to and, and, you know, his servants came to him, near him, you know, and spoke to him and said. So they had come near to him. They didn't just, hey, bro, like, uh, you know, you know, they'd come near to him, like, hey, you know, to, to, to counsel him, yeah. And then, you know, so they come to him and spoke to him and said, my father had the prophet told you to do some great, you know, he's saying, my father had the prophet told you to do something uh, some great thing what have you not done it so he said man my father you know if he told you to do something great wouldn't you have you done it if he said like light a candle and and do some yoga posture and do this thing here and no offense to that but if he told you to say this chant you know oh you're gonna do that and everything's good yeah well if god tells you to do that then then god can use what the enemy meant for evil that's you know but we have to be careful you know so uh, maybe this this uh, uh, maybe strike that from the remove that from the record, yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, out of con in in this thing is that that's that's what they're meaning here. Is like you, if he told you to do something great like that, something something that everybody else is doing, or or something like uh, put a tunic on of of gold and scepter and and then wash yourself with the with the you know peroxide or something like seriously, and and so you know what I'm getting. And so you know. He was like, wouldn't, wouldn't have you done that? And so he says to you, wash and be clean. And that's what he's saying. He's saying just, just to you, to, to why, if he told you to do that, you would have did and you would have washed and you would have been clean. And so he went and down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word. And the man of God and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. And so I know we may have got off a path there, but the idea of it is, is that, you know, if God gives us instruction in our life and then and, and God speaks through prophets, God speaks through people, God uses people, God, spe God speaks to man through his word. And then man brings the word to the people. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And so we heard the word of God. Now God speaks to our lives through his word. Now the application of that. What's going on in your life? What do you need? What do you really need? What is a dire need? What is the problem? Or what is the problems? But let's work on it one at a time. Yeah? I mean, God could do everything at once, but, you know, there's a process. Yeah? And so there might be a process to this. You may have a, a variant of, of things, just variables and, and all kinds of different things and situations and circumstances and all kinds of stuff. You know, if it's just the dishes are dirty in the sink, then just go wash them. Yeah. 
if the car needs gas and and you know it's you know kind of snowy weather put on some clothes and go walk to the gas station if you have the finance to go do that yeah just uh, gear up for the weather and go get it if it's not you know so if, if it's just raining put on a raincoat go get the gas put it in your car and go do the thing you need to do you know i'm just saying out of, out of, in, in in the idea of things there are things that we can do you know and then there are things that we cannot do and 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 when we come to the point where we cannot do those things that is when god is telling us to be still and know that he is god now that's not all the time god could be telling us we can do so many things maybe you know maybe there's just a plethora of things that we can do and god says be still and know that i am and there are times when he tells us to do something that we just, you know, and that's the thing. We look at it just like when they came to the, the, the tomb door of Lazarus and he's been in there for four days. We're like, Master, he's been in there for four days. The body's just going to stink in there like roll a stone away. Are you kidding me? Come on. It's, it's going to smell in there. You know, I, I, want, I want you to take your, your checkbook out. I want you to take your bank card out. I want you to take... Wherever that pain is at it, your body, whether it's all over your body, I want you to touch touch your stomach and your chest. I want you to put your hands on yourself and say, you know what? God is in me. God is for me. God is not against me. God is touching me. In Jesus' name, I am whole. I am made whole. And, and we're holding up the finances and say, Lord, bless this. This is all I've got. Lord, you're holding up your checkbook, your finances. You hold it up and say, Lord, bless this. You hold up the ads of the jobs that you're looking for. You hold up your cell phone if you're looking on that. You hold up your bills, the stack of bills, the medical bills, the problems, the car payments. Hold up that stuff and say, Lord, I need help. Hold up that problem to God. You know? Visualize your child, your children, your, 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 your spouse, your, the people that you love, your relationships. And, and lift them up to God and say, Lord, I need help with these people. I need help in this situation. I need help. In, uh, touch your head and be like, Lord, I need help with my thoughts, my feelings, and my emotions. You bless me with these things. I need help so I can manage them. Whatever that problem is, you look at it. And you do that. And you look at it and you're like, what? Like, seriously, that's going to fix the problem? I'm going to hold my wallet up and be like, Lord, this is empty. My bills are here and this thing is empty. And I know we hear these things about finances, but man, if we would just get it, that God knows exactly what we need. And of course you need finance. It always comes down to money. Money will fix so many problems. And God knows that you need money. God knows that you need money. And the problem is, is that we look at the other person and we say, wow, how are they making it? But we don't know their situation. You don't know how they got to where they're at. And you don't know how bad that they have it. There's different, you know, new levels, new devils. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what kind of dependency they have. You don't know what kind of dirt that they did to get to where they're at. You don't know why they're living in the castle. How they got to live in the castle. Have you watched some of those documentaries? Have you looked at the history of how some people done things to get to where they're at today? Oh, there is some stuff. There is a dark past of dirt being done to, for people to get to where they are at and in their lives, you know. But as we look at this, and this guy was a, a valiant warrior, the leper. 
And and we look at our lives and we're like, man, I don't want to go. To, I don't want to touch myself. I don't want to pray over that. I you want me to put my stuff on the, on the, uh, you know, lift it up to God. You want me to lift my wallet. You want me to go look in the mirror and say, you know what? You are going to be blessed. Me. God is going to come through for me. In Jesus' name, I am made whole. Whatever the message is, whatever God is is speak to you. When, when God speaks to you through someone. When God gives you that message, you have to follow those directions in faith. And then God will, you know, come through for you. That is that is what he's saying. When Jesus uh, reached the blind man, when he reached down into the mud and then he and then he put it and then he reached down into the mud and then he, um, uh, you know, fashioned it into a clay and put it on the man's eyes. And he said, and then go wash, uh, go wash. And then your, your sight will be restored. And so those things, if we follow the instructions that God is giving us, and sometimes they come through a man. Jesus came in the image of a man. Jesus came and was born to be uh, flesh, but yet fully, fully God, yet fully man. And then he's giving instruction. Go do this. Go do that. Do this. Get up. Do you want to be whole? get up take up your mat if the guy just sat there and and he didn't get up he wouldn't have been healed do you want to get well if you just stand there and say like mm, i'm gonna get well answer and say yes then your faith has healed you you are made whole but just get bowled up and just get puffed up like mm, this and this you know no God, God wants to restore you. God wants to move in your life and the lives around you. God knows everything we need. And it seems like we come to the point in these messages in our life because this is what life is like. We are in need. And, and, and we're working to, to, to have the job. To, and some of us need that job. Some of us, we're just, you know, we need that job or we need a better job. Or we need to stay in the status of our job or, we, you know, whatever it is, you know. We're doing this so that we could pay for the things that we need. So you, you need to have a home. You, you need to have a place to stay. Whether Even if you're having to stay in your car, you, you, know, you, you're, you need a place to stay. And then we, we, we're like, I'm living in my car. Joe, Dr. Joe Vitale lived in his car. And now he's a billionaire. What's the, the guy, the, the comedian? Um, Steve guy or whatever. Anyway, um, you know, lived in his car and now he's a millionaire, you know? And, and there's there's so many different stories like that. I'm not just saying that, okay, I'll live in your car. You know, so we can't like think on that kind of level. We got to be more positive about things. But I'm just saying, if you hit rock bottom, that that's not actually rock bottom. That's actually better than rock bottom. Yeah, I mean, we, we really look at people sometimes in the wrong way. You know, those guys were homeless, but they had a place to stay. They lived in their car. <laughs> Some people choose to live in their car. They could have had anything, but they choose something else. They choose substance. They choose whatever it is. You know, they choose... Some people just... It's not about substance. Some people just choose that detachment from... You know, being a cow or a sheep and however they think about people, you know, and the prepper kind of thing. And then they go live out in the woods somewhere. So people can think certain ways and, and then that's how they end up in those situations. And then circumstance could be the reason why people are in those uh, things. So if we really look 
at uh, those stories um, and, and how you know we can look we can look at this man who was a valiant warrior and who is laughing if we look at so many of the different stories where the people are laughing and God looks at that and then he's like okay you know, like Elizabeth, like, like, um, you know, Sarah and them. And then they say that, you know, I'm old woman already. <laughs> you know, I'm going to give birth to a baby and laughing so and laughing. Well, you laughed and then what? And then she ended up having the child, a child where all, where all nations would be blessed through them. And then we have the descendants coming to this and then, wow, such a, wild breakthrough if we could just come to that thought knowing that there's some things that we were supposed to do that we were told to do and when we come when we seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and then God is like all these things will be added unto you and then he's telling you to do something so that he could give you this breakthrough he wanted to see you follow the steps of what he told you to do he said seek ye first the kingdom of heaven if that's the message that he gives you if that's what he's telling your spirit if that's what he's telling you hey just seek me seek ye first the kingdom of heaven all these things will be added unto you yeah that's your message. Go dip yourself in the Jordan. Uh, go look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, hey, my breakthrough is coming today. I'm setting a timer for 47 minutes and God is coming through for me. Yeah. When that timer goes off, my blessing is at my door. Yeah. That is the seed of planting. It's not about being lazy. You could work till your hands bleed and life can, you know, and you could just provide and do all this stuff. That's fine. <laughs> We're not talking about being lazy. We're talking about being faithful. And being faithful is doing things sometimes that doesn't seem right. And God works in mysterious ways. We should know already that God works in various ways that are quite different from the way that we would think. And God works out of the impossible. And God may need you to listen again so that he could bless people that are around you and that you have influence to go touch their lives, to change their life forever. Oh, they'll never change. They'll never listen to me. But you have no idea that that person respects you, those people, that even a group of people. There's someone, I, I don't know if it, this means anything, but there's like three uh, people who are in a different class of people that, that usually... You know, they're kind of hard-headed, like different, and, and they're into like, um, uh, you know, I could see like a communal type of thing, like kind of a, a grungy communal type of thing, and there's these three people, and, and they respect you. you. You're a little different than them, yet you've, you've been that kind of thing, you know, you've been into that, that kind of a atmosphere before so you, you understand and you fit in you, you relate to them whatever it is it's relatable and we need to be relatable to them and God wants to use you to bless those people but you need the encouragement because you don't think that they'll, you're like they'll never listen to me they're into this and that and this and that but they respect you and if you'll just seek ye first the kingdom of heaven I'm not saying you're going to get the word in this message right now but you can get the word that you need to take the next step to get the gears moving to help those people. 
And and for some of us, you know, that right there even blessed us because there's someone out there that needed that word right there to say, yeah, those three people, you're the one that God is going to use to touch them. And for you, there's 12 people at your workplace that look to you. Jeff. No, it's you. You. You know Jeff. Jeff is the one that needs the word. God has called him by name, and you know him. And there's 12 people that he has influence of. And he needs encouragement. I think he's even an atheist. God works in mysterious ways. And God's going to give you the word to tell that person. And it will change their life. It will change the trajectory of their life. And you know what's cool about that? Is you're going to be sitting back, us, and whatever it is, even if it's us, us people over here who, wait a minute, that's not about me, but that's kind of neat, you know? And and we're hearing that. And man, you're going to hear this, this thunderous clap out here through the world that that people are moving. God is on the move. And, God, and people are moving and doing the things that God is instructing them to do because God gifted you to do that thing. God gave you the gift of finance to go do that thing. That's what you're supposed to do. God gave you the gift and the talents to do the things that He's appointed you to do. You have the influence of those people. You have the influence of those people. That God's kingdom is going to come through you and reach them. And so that's the thing. That that Whoever it may be, at Tammy, uh, your situation is at home. You have an influence that you didn't have. They don't listen to me. You say a word and it burns into the carpet. And every time it's vacuumed. I, that, that's, that, I don't know if that means anything, but and there's something going on there. God has a word for you. God has a word for you. It is He and He alone that does the work. You need to pray. You need to fast and pray for the next three days. And God is going to change the situation at your home. Tammy, God loves you. And God has called you out by name. To let you know that he chose you for that situation. He consecrated you to himself to be the mother and the leader of that family. I know it's been tough. Actually, God knows it's been tough. And so he sent you help by word of encouragement. Just knowing that God knows you by name. That I don't even know you people. And yet God is speaking to you. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about God working through us because God loves us that much. So the instructions are very clear of what we are to do. We should clearly seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of these things will be added unto us. And we think, you know, we could we could hear that and read that and quote that scripture every day and it'll mean something different every time because our situations change. Our seasons and our cycles change. Yeah. 
but but that 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 back it up a second because the cycle doesn't change until we do. So we have to change the way that we're thinking. It'll change the way that we're you know that we change the way we're thinking, change the things that we're speaking, stop saying that negative stuff. Speak positivity to your life. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Yeah, we've heard it through Joe Vitale and and Dr. E. Haleakala, who who started the 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 you know who started the 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 whole Pono Pono training, which was then uh, gifted to the uh, Dr. E. Haleakala. Okay, I'm just saying we can use this as a tool. It's not our it's not our religion. It's just a a posit, a, a window of positivity of of another way of the, to just reaching, saying I love you, just praying, just asking forgiveness. The Hawaiians would come in a big circle. And they would all just ask forgiveness. Oh, I smacked your daughter. I, I did this. I, I, we got in a fight. We did this. We drank too much. We, we, you know, let's all just come together. They would come in this circle and they would just, you know, put their heads together and they would just, forgiveness. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And I forgive myself because I'm the one who was in this thing. You know? Aloha Keokua from Maui, Hawaii. God loves you and he's reaching you from thousands of miles away through this avenue that we have of internet and and phone apps and things. And God is a wondrous, awesome God. And He didn't forget you. And He will never leave you nor forsake you. Yea, He will uphold you. You need strength. And strength is in the Lord. When you're weak and when we're at our weakest moment, you know what? You could, you could have the small faith and it's like, man, I can't even hang on any longer. I've been praying and hoping and praying and suffering. It's like, this is never happening. And then God comes through. At our weakest moment, God comes through. It's like we pray for the most uh, just crazy prayer it's like why would god even answer that prayer and it's like sometimes god does that he answers ridiculous prayers that we wouldn't think that he would answer i mean small things that we'd be like what like i needed a new key for the car seriously and this guy that i go to the that i've met in the store knows that i mean come on like there's little things like that that god moves I didn't even ask for a car. I don't know if you heard that in the message a couple messages ago. Maybe the Christmas message I was telling it. Uh, when I came to Alaska a long time ago and uh, I showed up there and I'm looking for jobs. I didn't have a car. I didn't have anything. I just like, I needed a change from, from you know, sleeping on the floor to, to, to remove myself from gunfire so that none of us would get, uh, you know, caught by stray bullets. Might have, you know, I'm just saying we needed a change. So we went to Alaska and... Uh, I'm going around looking for a job and it's like, uh, you know, it's for a change, a different thing. You know, I didn't really have, all we had was connections from the church there. And, uh, and, and oddly enough, this person wasn't connected. I walk around, I don't know, like 30 miles the whole entire day and at the, just about the end of the day. And I'd already got three jobs, but now I didn't have a way to go to work with them. I just had to choose which one I would go to first you know, in the order. And he comes up and just gives me these keys to this car, this sh- red Chevy, uh, Chevy, um, <clears throat> car, or Ford Escort, I-, I think it was. Um, and, and he just brings it to me, he says, here, the title's in the car and there's an extra gas can. And, and I didn't even pray for a car, but God knew I needed it. And it was a very reliable car. 
He even had studs on the tires already. And I'm just saying as an example, you know, not that, okay, it, 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 or he showed up with a Tesla, you know, it'd be a totally different thing, yeah? But man, you don't need the Tesla, you know? But, but if God sees that you need a Tesla, that you need a Tesla, no one a Tesla, like you need a Tesla for, for God to reach the people that he needs, whatever it is, you know, I don't know, God works in mysterious ways. But if that is it, or if you need that big 12-story house or whatever kind of stuff it is, it, you know, but get materialistic, I mean, if you need those things, God is going to work for you. You know, God knows that we need things that would be seemingly materialistic. We need things. And God's going to come through for us. We just have to trust Him. And and if we're at this time where it's like, oh, I'm still, you know, I'm just at this time, I just need, need. And God's like, hello, would you just follow my instructions? I just said, you're seeking the problem first. But when your feet hit the floor, you're like, I don't have a place to stay. I'm living in my car. I, 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 I'm not living in my car. I don't even have a car to live in. What, what, what corner am I going to sleep on today? Or, or, you know, whose house am I going to stay the night with this time? What family member am I going to stay with? You know, some of us, that situation has showed up. You see, so, and, and God's like, I didn't tell you to seek ye first your problem. When your feet hit the floor, you're like, okay, how am I going to pay the rent? Okay, I got to go to work today, but they're cutting my hours. How am I going to be able to make rent? How am I going to make be able to make rent? And, and, and how am I going to be able to pay the insurance? And how am I going to be able to pay for, for this and, and that and this? And how am I going to eat? And God's like, I told you to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And I know it seems like redundant, but man, it's as simple as that. Asking it will be given to you. If you can have the faith to look to a God, and, and you know it's just crazy because we can't see anything. When we wake up or wherever we're at, you, if you're in a snowy area, you're a green area, you get grass, you look out, wow, I see the grass, I see the trees, I see the wind blowing them. You know, but I can't see the wind, but I can see what it's doing. And so even that alone is a message right there. I don't see the wind, but the leaves are moving. I can feel it. I don't see God, but I can feel his presence. And I can feel his presence right now just moving and hovering like it was in Genesis over the waters. The, the force, I mean the power of the Holy Spirit is powerful. And God speaking in those words, speaking into creation. That's why we have to be careful with what we say because God is in us. God is for us and we need to speak. You know what? I'm going to make it through this. This is for me. I'm going to change the trajectory of my life by having faith and seeking God first. Me. So that I can help you it all starts with the spark of us changing the way that we think changing the things that we say i pray that you're blessed by that i i i hope that that makes sense that you know it's as simple as that just follow the instructions you know, I mean, we hear the scriptures over and over in different times that it clearly, and I love to use that. It's, you know, 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear. What are you afraid of? God didn't give you that spirit. That's not of God. 
Who of you by worrying can add a single day to your life? Why are you worried about things? And you could tell your friends, the people, maybe you're not, but you could see, man, they're worried about it every day. Maybe that's what you need. Second Timothy 1.7, just say the scripture. Don't just say the scripture, teach the scripture. Wait a minute, how can I teach? Exactly. Follow the instructions, just read it. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, power, love, and a sound mind. Wait a minute, I'm crazy. Uh-uh, that's not what God's word says. Wait a minute, but I have a disposition. Yeah, that, that was a gift. You see, you see, you see what the enemy's meant for evil, but God's going to use it. So, 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 okay. But, but there's so many different things that it can be used, and it's like, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear. So there's nothing to fear. God didn't give you fear. He gave you power. He gave you a voice of choice to say things that are meaningful things, to speak life into a situation. To there's something inside of us that's just rumbling down inside of us, just ready to be set free. And we need to speak it. And it's like, okay, I said it. Wait a minute, it didn't happen yet. Yeah, let's do that every day. Set a timer for 47 minutes and say it. Set a timer for every 47 minutes for the next seven days and say that, whatever that is. Yeah? Say it. Just say it to yourself. Say, say that. This is going to happen. Whatever that breakthrough is, whatever that thing is, I'm coming through. We're going to have that child we need. We're going to have that car we need. My friend is going to be saved. Those three people, God's going to give me the word that I need for them. They're going to see that my life through my life that they want what I have and I have Jesus because Jesus is the is the giant slayer he defeated death by death and we had he said behold you would do even greater things than these God wants to use you so that that story could be written and it's going to be a good one amen heavenly father we need you we call out to you, Father God, come Holy Spirit, come. Give us the words to speak. Give us the thoughts that we need to think. Give us the ideas and help us to see the gifts and the seeds that you already have in us so that we may be prosperous and successful in who you say we are. You are our God alone. We look to you. We need you, Father God. More than we need the things that we need. Help us when our feet hit the floor every day, whatever kind of floor it is, whether it's grass, whether it's snow, wherever we're at, if we're living on the beach or living in a tent or, or living in a beautiful mansion, uh, whatever, wherever we're at, wherever when our feet hit the floor, Father God, whether we're in ruby slippers or broken glass slippers, Whatever kind of footing that we have, Father God, may we be grounded in you. And may we speak words of positivity and praise to you, Lord. Have grace. May you show us your grace. Pour your grace onto us. We ask for the Holy Spirit to crash into our situation, to crash into our lives, to wreck into us. 
blessing us, Lord, in whatever you have in store for us. Lord, you know what's best for us. We want so many things. We need so many things, Father God. We call out to you, Lord. You are our God, our God alone. And we call out to you. We need you, Lord. Whatever's been in the background, whatever's tried to disrupt our our focus, Lord, it's hard to stay focused. Give us a focus, Lord, a focus on you, Lord, to see that you're trying to speak to us. Give us us that word that we need, that breakthrough, Father God. We pray that you give us the, the desire to seek your word, the desire to seek your face, your kingdom, Lord, the hunger to pray, the the tenacity and the zeal and the Lord, give us you, Lord. We ask that, Lord, that you bring us into the fulfillment of who you say we are. Let us see others for the way that you see them and not a problematic world with disgusting faces and people. Let us see the beauty and what you've created all around. Even in the brokenness, let us see. And let us, let us be or have and gift us or, or show us what we have that we can piece that puzzle piece into someone's life to to make it fit to make life work out for them the way that you would want it to be and that you be glorified through that forgive us for any sin stain or blemish anything that could be held against us in the courts of heaven set us free absolve and acquit us from that charge that satan or any of his evil latching cohorts would have against us pull down the strongholds in jesus name we ask for a legion of angels to come and and father god that you would send them according to what you have in store to be ministering to to us in in that situation and so that we could be a light for you in this world in the mighty name of jesus we pray in nomine padre e fili e spirito santos Every blessing to you in Jesus' name. May you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel.